you you bastard! I was gonna say kangaroo jack. Welcome back, everybody that listens to this. Welcome back, first timers. <laughs> My name is Kelton Burns. This is the Sweet Peaceful. <laughs> Today I'm joined by Alex Curtis. Holy shit. Welcome back, first timers. It's fucking great <laughs> to see you guys again. This is the Sweet Peaceful. Thank you. And Cameron Donahoe. Hey, guys. And future me listening to this. How you guys doing? Hello, future Cameron. How you doing? Future Cameron. I didn't know he was going to be in attendance. <laughs> oh, he's going to be in Cameron's attendance. feeling good. Yeah. He's having a good guy. That guy owes me like eighty dollars. I love that guy. Future <laughs> you owes you money. If yeah. Future owe me, future me owes me a lot more than eighty dollars. I think. Yeah, I got into like a like a looper situation. It's not wow. looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> Except <laughs> instead of us trying to kill each other, we just like take pocket money out of each other's pockets. Well, that guy owes me eighty bucks. Future Cameron, you will have had the chance, possibly, to have seen some of these movies coming out this week, December 22nd, I believe that's Tuesday, The Matrix Resurrections, The King's Man, Sing 2, all coming out. You guys excited for any of these films? Oh, uh, finally, Sing 2, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> film ever. I've yeah, been waiting on bated breath. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey as a koala? Honestly, a koala. like the cast of Sing, of Sing is pretty good, but the animation and the story and everything else is pretty garbage <laughs> it's better than uh secret life of pets yeah but it's like i guess like better Seems than stupid. terrible isn't good you know i just want to yeah. know what happens in the uh the john wick uh matrix crossover i'm excited i'm excited for the king's man yeah really? King, King, king's man King looks Alex all right saw. I mean, I saw the second one in that series, uh, but I'm excited. Wait, is this actually? <laughs> this is a prequel to the other. The other ones were called like the because their group is called the Kingsmen, right? Whatever. Yeah, okay. and this is the about the first. Oh, it's the the, wow. the King's Man. He yeah. started the the OG. The yeah, exactly. Got the Dumbledore or not Dumbledore Voldemort Dumbledore. doctor in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Voldemort. It's the King's Man. And then on December 24th, <laughs> the day before Christmas, we got Encanto hitting Disney+. Plus. It's currently in theaters. And then uh, Don't Look Up also hits Netflix, uh, Adam McKay's new all-star cast film. No shit. Yeah. That's, just, that's just going straight to Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it's made by Netflix. Hell yeah. I think it's currently guys, in theaters. How do you guys feel about uh, things going straight to streaming services more frequently rather than going to theaters? Um, I mean, some movies deserve to be seen on the big screen, and yeah. some don't. Okay, um, so d- are you like a big proponent of those kind of uh, sh- uh, lesser than films going straight to streaming services, making room for the well, the big dogs? I, w- I wouldn't say lesser than. I would just say some films are like shot and made on a scale, or maybe not on a scale, but they're made to be viewed on the big screen. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that statement. Um, but I'd also say that there's a lot of other points to be made. Like there was, you know, there was controversy after Dune or whatever. Like there was like, it was kind of up in the air whether or not they were going to be able to confirm the second movie or something because of the, you know, like less fucking, like less money was made. Right. Because it went straight to what's called HBO. 
Yep. Yeah. Um, so there was like a big thing about that, right? Like, so on that front, I I would you know that sucks. I fucking love Dune, right? Like so, like I love the first one. So if they hadn't been able to confirm the second one, and if they weren't going to go through with it, I would have been like, wow, that is a major, major bummer, and directly related to them sending it straight to the streaming services. Uh, so I'm you know I'm kind of mixed on it. I I like it when I can go and watch something right away and I don't have to wait. Um, but also I think I think some things deserve the film like or the theater experience. Um, I think that there needs to be some sort of method developed. Like we need to change how it looks right now, right? Like if it goes to a streaming service, like the people who are responsible for the movie still need to be making like, I mean, you know, whatever's whatever's good enough, right? Like for them to like, you know, continue. Right, they need to get some kind of cut right? that is in, in, like comparable to what they're making from the theaters. Exactly. And like that, going off that point, it's kind of like confusing because um like like you said movies make a like we don't know exactly how much netflix movies are making right because it's hard to measure and they don't publish those numbers um it's all subscribers and so like you said movies publicly make a lot more movie our money when they go to theaters um you know we can look at box office numbers theaters obviously make a lot more revenue than streaming services because you know individual ticket sales and all that but then obviously Netflix is making a shitload of money because they are constantly putting millions and millions of dollars into new projects. Yeah. So there's like a good side to streaming too, where we get these like massive fucking giants like Netflix or Amazon, maybe not Amazon because they have like, you know, they're not just a streaming service, but uh, like Hulu yeah. that are like pumping millions into making these new ips like don't look up yeah like right. so in in some way you know it is like you know it's beneficial to the to the movie industry but also uh, hurting it in the ways that you pointed out yep 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 um and then on christmas december 25th the tragedy of Macbeth is coming out directed by jill cohen starring denzel washington as the main character did you guys read this in high school yeah i did uh i did as well is it like a straight one-to-one uh, oh, it's an adaptation for sure. Okay, okay. I watched the trailer in the Pickford. It looks uh, very artsy. It's all black and white. And Macbeth is such a weird, fucking crazy, loopy story. Uh, it looks like they're going to follow it, and it looks really fucking cool. Is it taken, it's taking place in the same time period and uh, pretty similar to the uh, original? Yeah, I, I think in my class, maybe I watched like a modern retelling or maybe something along those lines. And this is definitely mm-hmm. like back in those times. I love okay, the, cool. they're not witches, I think, but like the three uh, prophets or fates or whatever. They're like, visit him and are like, you're going to motherfucking die. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Hell yeah. Good All right. for Denzel. We have a lot on our plate to talk about today, boys. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. The Game Awards happened last week. It takes two to comb Game of the Year. Thought that was. Are you cool. serious? Yeah, it takes. That's two. fucking crazy, dude. That's hype, dude. I know it's very wild. <clears throat> that makes me. I think it's pretty. Want to play it? Did anymore? you guys ever play uh, It Takes Two? Oh, I beat the whole game with my uh, with my partner. Hell yeah! Good time. Yeah, that's like a fantastic time. I have not yet. I'm actually waiting for like a like a rainy day or something to pop it in with my partner. Very, very high recommend it for playing with your partner or best friend or anything. Like even if they're not into gaming at all, like right. mine was. This is like such a great game, and I think it didn't win best narrative, 
and I really like the message that sent is that the game like isn't amazing because of its storytelling. Like the story, it's cool, sure, but the game does an incredible job of like just so many different genres of games all in this game. That's like cool. you never play one type of game twice. Like it has a Diablo clone, it has a first person shooter, it has so many different types of genres that you bounce through together. Uh, and you don't ever like maybe if like you don't like this type of game, you're never going to be playing that type of game for a very long time before you shift onto a new type of game or genre, which was just really cool. Yeah, I love it when games do that. Did you guys ever play uh, with the golf? No, I would wait th- it, on the phone. Yeah, on the phone as well. As Switch. Yes. <clears throat> yes, I did. I remember when that came out. Yeah, that's a that's another game that like takes a lot of inspiration from different games and uses different game mechanics to uh and like adapts it to their kind of core gameplay loop and it keeps the game like super super fresh because it like completely new game mechanics are introduced like pretty much every other level and it's really fucking cool so that i'm excited to hear that i need to check that out definitely it takes two it's worth checking out hopefully it puts more money into the whole co-op video games uh department and on that note I want to talk about Halo Infinite because the campaign just came out. Cam, I know you've been playing a little bit of this. Personally, I'm waiting until the co-op campaign comes out, which is supposed to come out sometime next year because I only play Halo campaigns with friends. But how is the campaign? It's pretty damn good. I mean, the story is kind of mid. Like, it's it's all right. I've, and keep in mind, I've only played, like, two or three hours, and a lot of that time was just, like, grappling, grapple-hooking around the map, shooting people in the face. Um, Love to hear about the grapple-hook. Yeah, and uh, it, from what I experienced, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay is really fucking good. Like, it's been a while since I've played a Halo game, and I've just enjoyed playing Halo. I wasn't like, oh, I want to uh, get these many skulls or, like, fuck around in Forge mode. It's like, I want to just, like, just playing the vanilla campaign was, like, actually really fun. So, and they do a lot of things to kind of change it up, which is really nice. So, uh, oh, two... Yeah. Two thumbs up from from Cami Boy over here. <laughs> Certified fucking official double thumbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for when he gets cop campaign. I'll definitely jump into that. Why um, is the, the cop campaign not releasing with the fucking campaign? I feel like that's such know, an dude. easy feature to add. They just randomly were like, "Yo, it's gonna launch on this date, but we have to delay Forge mode and co-op campaign into next year." So yeah, that sucks. Sucks. Damn. But while we're on the topic of Halo, I'm going to jump ahead to the TV series that dropped its first trailer. Now, this is being made by Paramount for Paramount+. Plus. Um, and before you think that means something good, I also want to notice or mention that it's being written by Kyle Killen and Stephen Kane. And I looked at both of these people's histories. Kyle Killen is known for uh, helping revise the Netflix's live-action Death Note adaptation. Uh, oh. Stephen Kane is well versed in his history of NCIS, American Dad, and The Last Ship. So, yeah, after good. hearing, oh, you know, sure, dude. Uh, you don't, you don't like that, American Dad? Uh, American Dad's alright. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, <laughs> at least with NCIS and American Dad. Those obviously have a big-ass team, big-ass room of writers, right? So I haven't maybe searched out and watched Stephen Kane's episodes that he's worked on in American Dad. Right. But, you know... You don't know how just, much Stephen Kane is in those th- two things. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how like if he's written the best American Dad episodes or the worst American Dad episodes. You know, I just saw that that was on his uh, writer's history. But none of these things really stood out to me as like, oh man, what a well written thing. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's gonna like save the day, uh, and I really don't think it balances out the other guys' uh, credentials. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe it'll be good. Who knows? What, a, what a team they brought together. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wish. That, <laughs> I wish that. I wish that. Uh, honestly, that Apple got the rights to Halo because uh, the work they're doing with Foundation is fucking incredible and. I would have liked to seen that brought to Halo. <laughs> but all right, now we can go back to all the, oh, well, maybe not all, but some of the trailers that stood out to me that uh, were announced at the Game Awards. Star Wars Eclipse got its cinematic first trailer. Now this is the, we, we talked about this last uh, week on how EA is uh, next year will lose its exclusive rights to making Star Wars games. So we're going to start seeing more and more Star Wars games being made. And then after we talked about that, Star Wars Eclipse trailers dropped. <clears throat> and uh, so this game is going to take place in the High Republic era, which seems to be the new era that Disney's hard pushing with its books and everything and its comics and its media. So we're going to start seeing more and more High Republic era, which kind of makes me sad because I wish they would have gone with the Old Republic. But, you know, High Republic is, is new. It's uncharted. They have nothing to compare to where people are like, oh, it was better in this format or someone else did it better. It's like, no, if High Republic will be their era and they can do whatever they want. Um. This game yeah, is think, two to four oh, years away. What was that? I was just gonna say, like, I think enough's been done in in the old Republic stuff. Like, as yeah. well as, I mean, like, it but it does bum me out because in the old Republic there's like a lot more Jedi stuff, and in the new Republic there's like only a couple. So that kind of bums me out. There's not like the uh, as uh, they don't have nearly as much of a part to play as they did in the in the previous films or previous era. Um, yeah, one thing that yeah. bums me out about this decision is I, I read the first, or I, I listened to the first High Republic um, book, and it was really good. It was an enjoyable experience, but the Sith are almost non-existent in the High Republic era. Like the Sith have been completely destroyed. It's it's just like a, a very large, maybe not very large, but a pretty robust Jedi Order, and mm. the enemies in the High Republic era are uh, kind of like space pirates, I guess. That maybe like space Vikings type deal, like. They're they're cool, like raiders, and they're essentially. intimidating. Yeah, but they're like really organized raiders okay. with a lot of power. Like they have a lot of like really cool tech at their hands. In the High Republic era, like hyperspace is in its very rudimentary stage. It's more like it's more like a highway. Like not every ship can just freely access um, hyperspace, except for maybe the fucking uh, space pirates. Maybe they have access to that tech. Um, but uh, High Republic era, it's cool. But I really like how in the Old Republic the Sith almost like meet the Jedi in terms of numbers and power. Like it's very two opposing sides. And I would love to see, you know, like a shitload of Sith running at a shitload of, of Jedi um, on the screen. <laughs> but yeah, this is being developed by Quantic dream. So they're known for heavy rain beyond two souls, Detroit become human, which if you know any of those games that should inform you on to what type of game this is going to be. Yeah, first-person uh, shooter battle royale, baby. I'm stoked. That's that's <laughs> what they're known for. This is going to be their first uh, open-world game in their type of game or whatever, um, which is what's pushing them so far back, uh, like the two to four years or whatever. Yeah. But they're very much known for the heavy dialogue, heavy choice-based, heavy like multiple different paths based on what you choose type of games. 
Nice. And dude. they have kind of a problematic history. We'll be thirty when this drops. What's their <laughs> we'll uh, the problematic stuff involved with Quantic Dream? If you are interested in learning about the problematic stuff with Quantum Dream, look up what the head writer of most of these games has said and look up what people have said about the atmosphere that he creates within his studio. I do not want to touch on it in the Sick. episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, if not, he said some slimy stuff, according to some other people. So, Next oh, up. game developers. Alan silly Billies. Alan Lake 2 has been announced. It's going to be developed by Remedy Entertainment as it should be. The developer behind Alan Wake, Max Payne, and Control. This is coming out 2023 for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, S, and X. And then I wanted to highlight this quote. According to Sam Lake, which is like the head writer, the game will be powered by Remedy's own Northlight engine. It'll be a survival horror game as opposed to Alan Wake, which is an action game with horror elements. He also added that players will not need to play the previous games in order to understand the new one. Cool. Uh, And they confirmed that the game will remain in third-person perspective despite the switch to survival horror. Um, But uh, the voice actor and character model actor will return for Alan. Uh, So that's really fucking cool. And I'm excited. And I really hope that the transition to survival horror uh, doesn't, I don't know. I hope it's not a bad transition, but I doubt it will be because... Uh, they this, this developer has a great track record. Yeah, For that sure. combination sounds really good. Like I feel like that's the one thing that could improve on Alan Wake is just give more horror elements to it. Yeah, because eventually you kind of like Alan Wake was one of my first uh, introductions into horror games. Like after Alan Wake, I maybe went into Dead Space, but Alan Wake at first it's really scary with those shadowy dark figures walking towards you, but eventually you kind of get numb to it. And you're just like, all right, break them with a flashlight, kill them. Like, right, yeah. And it never gets really that much more than that. But, yep, Alan Wake Two is coming. Really exciting news. Moving forward, Horizon Forbidden West got some more gameplay. I'm excited for this. Again, developed by Guerrilla Games, the studio behind Killzone series as well as the First Horizon. It's coming out February 18th, 2022. Two months, two, three months away. PS4 and PS5. It's going to be taking place in California, Utah, Nevada. Six months after the first game. You guys excited for this? Well, I haven't played the first game. Um, I, I, I actually, I might have actually poked around a little bit in it, like very briefly, though. I have not gone very in-depth. Um, I mean, it looks super cool. It looks like... I feel the same way watching the trailer for this as I did watching the same or watching the first one. Um, it just, I mean, it looks really pretty. It looks cool. Like all the, all the robotic beast things that they have going on look sick. Um, but yeah. You know what I'm fucking excited for boys? Fucking they gave us me. a grappling hook as well as a parachute. You kidding me? <laughs> Daddy loves a good grappling hook. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Grappling An open world parachute. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna be yeah. zipping around everywhere, shooting dinosaurs in the face with caveman tools. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Hell there, yeah. It also looked like during the trailer they were doing like some time hopping type stuff. Is that or is that just like a trailer effect or is that something that probably a trailer there? effect? I mean, as far as I know, in the first game, there's no time messing. Okay. Word. Did you play the the first game at all, Kelton? Oh yeah, I beat the first game. How how did you uh how did you feel about it? 
I mean, I liked it. Also, I um, my experience with the first game was my roommate bought it on a Friday. Or, I don't know, maybe it was a Tuesday. But he bought it. He was like, hey, uh, you can play this while I go out of town. I'll be back in, I'll be back in three days. Like, he was, and it was like Tuesday, he was going to be back on Friday. So, I, I just... Uh, I just fucking played that game. I beat just that jammed game. on it. I pulled, beat that game, and he got back, and I gave it back to him. So like, <laughs> um, those types of experiences can be really fun. Uh, my Breath of the Wild experience was kind of similar, but um, oh, dude, you you can't do that, Breath of the Wild. Come on, you gotta take yeah, your time dude, with Breath of the Wild. I started and, and finished Breath of the Wild in like about under seventy two hours, but uh. That- that makes me sad, Kelton. I'm, I'm but sorry. But I had really, <laughs> I had a very, very good time with Breath of the Wild. Like I absolutely adored that game. I had a fantastic time, um, and I was probably playing like twenty hours a day or something like that. So I still like logged a heavy amount of hours. Jesus Christ! Uh, twenty hours. Yeah, I, I don't. And I get really into a game. I get really into it. In, into it. It's been a while since I haven't. But how do you even hard. find the time for that amount of gaming? Do you just like take? Three days you off. Take, yeah, like, yeah. Sorry. You schedule, you schedule Work, time off. Family, friends. Yeah, you schedule I, time I, off. I, I got, I got um, <laughs> Zelda to play. I'm barely gonna feed Zelda myself to and sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got yeah, one of them happens. Zeldas. Dude, every time a new yeah. like zombies things come out, dude, like it's me and <laughs> me and like fucking ten hour zombies. Session. For Call of Duties, dude, you should have seen when uh motherfucking WoW Classic dropped. Me and Alex, that was <laughs> that was one of the most intense ones ever, dude. Like I I stayed up for forty eight hours straight or something like that. Like, and then I slept for four Jeez. hours and did another forty hours. Yeah, like, dude, it was that was uh that was Holy that was like shit, unhealthy. That was fucked up. Uh, that is concerning, Kelton. <laughs> that is concerning. Right but now. yes, yeah, yeah you do you though, man. You gotta, Rising you gotta Forbidden grind. West, guys. Rising Forbidden West. You gotta get Maybe that uh, legendary stay loot. Up. I'll stay up for three days straight playing Horizon Forbidden West when it comes out. Yeah, do it. Next know. up. Now, what are you gonna say? Oh, you know, I actually was just gonna use it to fucking pull a little segue. You know, we're talking about World of Warcraft Classic. Well, we got. An RTS game similar to Warcraft, fucking Dune, based on Dune. Based Dune on Spice Dune. Wars, real time strategy with four X elements. Do you guys know what four X is? I have no idea. No what that idea. Four X, abbreviation of Explore, Expand, Exploit, Exterminate, is a subgenre of strategy based computer and board games, and include both turn based and real time strategy titles. The gameplay involves building an empire. Emphasis is placed upon economic and technological development, as well as a range of non military routes to supremacy. Sounds like most RTS Civilization. games I've experienced. It's a four X game. Yeah, that's those. Oh, I feel like those are like okay. the most common. Like, or I don't know. I guess you know I'm not into the fucking um, RTS genre, so I guess I don't know what is the most common thing. But every one that I know about is four X. Then I have been playing with the idea of getting into Age of Empires, which is not a 4X game, according to Yeah, this. it's more just destroy the other guy, like with <laughs> infantry stuff, not just like gain uh, technological advancement or cultural advancements. Mm, it's just kind I of see. all military. It's just like, Interesting. go fuck them up. Age of Empires is really good, though. Age, like, if you're going for like the new, newly remastered like Age of Empires 3... That was like one of the first RTSs I ever ever played, and uh, ten-year-old uh, Cameron fucking loved that. So, uh, <laughs> go out. for it! Shout, Shout out, out to, to past Cameron, Cameron as well as future Cameron. Cameron. All the Camerons are here, guys. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Everyone's in attendance. <laughs> Dune Spice War is being developed by Shiro Games, known for Northgard, which I'm pretty sure is another 4X game. Nice. Um, but yeah, good to see Dune starting to get uh, IP-related games as that IP uh, becomes more popular. Do you but think that the... Dune really needs a video game? Like, do you think it's a little Why not? Like, rushed having uh, the movie just coming out? I mean, it is an RTS game, so like, I I wouldn't necessarily say so. Um, on that note, but also, it's like when you're like, oh, does Dune really need a video game? Like, my my like initial reaction is like, oh, maybe not, because like the fucking movies are such a piece of entertainment, like, or the movie is such a spectacle already, and like we don't even have the next movie yet. Um, right. But it would be, I mean, look, I'm not going to complain if I can ride a fucking massive sandworm through the desert, like, <laughs> on in a virtual world. Like, I, 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 you know, I'm going to be stoked. I'm jumping in. Like, so that's how I feel. Tell you how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I want to know how you feel about the Lord of the Rings Gollum. I know we've talked about this, but it got a new cinematic trailer and I could not resist uh putting this in here to talk about uh this game is coming out next year for fucking everything it's being developed by uh datalic entertainment and i looked up their history and then it's all point and click titles which i thought was concerning for this stealth based <laughs> game uh so yeah dude this fucking cinematic trailer like uh, man uh-huh. cam it's cam how do you feel about this cinematic else. trailer uh, I I think Gollum's eyes look really weird, and I think everything else kind of matches his eyes. Um, I also think that Gollum is literally my least favorite character in fiction. So, dude, yeah, my partner, we watched Lord of the Rings. Gollum's her favorite character in the whole series. Well, that does not change the fact that I fucking hate Gollum. I don't have to tell you the impression. Under impression that he is the one that destroyed the ring and saved the day. Did she watch the the films? <laughs> yeah, we did. We watched them. Oh, okay. He he's cute. She... Oh, I, I fucking hate him. I hate him so much. Dude, I, this... as a kid, as a small wee lad, I was scared that whenever I would take shits, that Gollum <laughs> would reach out from the plumbing and drag me under with him <laughs> into the toilet. Reaching out and grabbing your shit and pulling That's it out. Yeah, fear. dude, I was terrified of like just. I would just hold my shits in for like days. Yeah, it I mean, sucked. what are you gonna do? You look into the toilet, you just fucking see this face, and it's just weird. Yeah. He's fucking a young goblin man. I know he looks like a little say... fucking tweaker. <laughs> like... Did you just say that he's yoked? He's over yoked. He's not. He's like the thinnest possible thing I could think. Yeah, of. there's just there's just literally no fat left on him. So all that's left is like muscle scrawn. Like imagine, like Gollum looks like if Kelton did one of those like uh, World of Warcraft binges, but just for like years, <laughs> just like years and years without sleep, only Mountain Dew and Warcraft, and that's it. Yeah, losing your hair. Yeah, you know, hair is falling out. Your teeth getting all fucked up, <laughs> all gnarled up from they just got Nasty, Dorito dust. Filthy orcs. Fucking max level on on WoW. Max yeah. yeah, you have all the best items in the game. You just spend, yeah, that's what it you takes. S- you spend your hours screaming at the computer. That's what like dedication this. looks looking like. Guys. Looking like this. Looking like this. <laughs> yeah. You got anyone listening? Uh, I don't recommend watching the trailer for the Lord of the Rings Golem. Next up, oh. Wonder Woman, getting its 
first game, 2023 at the earliest. It's going to be open world, and it's being developed by Monolith Productions, a studio that's owned by Warner Brothers, behind the games Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, and Fear. Uh, at first, I wasn't very interested in this. I was like, okay, Wonder Woman tra- game. Like, you know, I'm not that into superhero uh, games. And, like, Wonder Woman doesn't have the draw that Spider-Man has, where it's like, Spider-Man, you're fucking swinging around New York, right? It's very fun, fast-paced, crazy combat. Wonder Woman, you know, I don't view her traveling as going to be that fun. But Monolith Productions, I really like Shadow of Mordor. I had a really good time with it. Um, So maybe this will be fun. They might have, like, because Monolith Productions has a copyright on the Nemesis system. So, like, if yes. they introduce that somehow, that'd be fucking cool. Like, I'm down for any game that has that really dope Nemesis system. I really wish they did not copyright that. But Yeah, I yeah. It makes sense how they did because that pretty much single-handedly sold the uh, Shadows of Mordor games. Yeah, they just like they came up with a new system, a new thing to be introduced into gaming that was really cool, and then they decided that no one else could implement it. What? Like, oh, what is? The ain't that the system? best? Do you want to describe it, Cam? Yeah. Um. So the Nemesis system is where there's like this living hierarchy of enemies that get killed by you or that uh that kill you and so uh like if you have this like low level grunt uh attack you and you get killed by it then he might get promoted and then he'll like next time he sees you he's like hey i fucking killed you with a with a bow and arrow last time and then he's gonna be like have a really kitted out bow and arrow and like uh everything that happens in your battles they will remember and talk about in future iterations and fights and you can like uh you can like promote people throughout that hierarchy to like be spies for you and stuff and it's it's really cool interesting yeah wow and if you like kill one of them oh sorry oh no i was gonna say how did they like how did they claim that as their own and make it so nobody else could even like what I, I mean what's the deal with that what's going on i mean they invented it and so then they submitted a copyright it was like hey with these parameters in this system this is our thing and it's our unique thing that we came up with and we don't want anyone else using it and they were granted the copyright damn wild yeah it's a it's a really fun system and like it adds so much stuff to like future storytelling things because like every time you kill or yeah you kill a orc or whatever like, let's say you blow one of them up. The next time you'll see them, they might, like, become reanimated, but their face is all singed and shit from you blowing them up with, like, an explosion. And, yeah, it's it's super intricate, and it uh, really makes it so the, the gameplay loops don't get stale at all. Like, it makes every single fight, like, interesting because it adds to the story. Yeah, like what 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 would be just a simple little mini boss or a mini strong NPC? You end up like remembering them, like you know their name maybe, yeah, because you've run into them so many times, and they and know you, you really well. Yeah, you kind of form these little grudges with these NPCs that like aren't really supposed to be bosses, but like every time you beat them, they get stronger. And so <laughs> there's many times where I found myself just getting murdered, like like over and over and over again by this boss because he just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then when yeah. you eventually beat him, you feel like an absolute badass. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, that's really smart of you to point that out because I definitely bet they're going to implement this since, you know, like they don't make that many games and they own that copyright of that really, you know, cool system. 
Yeah, so. that's one of the few things that I think could really set apart this Wonder Woman game because, like, like you're saying, like, I don't think Wonder Woman really provides a interesting enough move set or like lore to really separate herself from other superhero stuff. Like, uh, like I guess she could like run around and do the superhuman strength type stuff, but like you can kind of get that in a lot of other games. What do you think will be the setting? Ooh, um. I would like to see, like, honestly, I thought that, like, World War II setting was really cool. And I think that'd be a fun place that uh, a lot of superhero games have not gone. Uh, so that'd be pretty sick. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, in, in terms of, like, what it'll probably be is just, like, some city. <laughs> yeah, some I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably just running on rooftops and punching bad guys in the face. What it's I would like love to see is her... Give her the invisible jet so you can just be going Mach 2 just in a sit-down position and you don't see the jet at all. It's just Wonder Woman <laughs> sitting down. That that would be Definitely. some some great A gameplay. That's what we need. Probably. Maybe it'll be in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we got Trek to Yami. It's being developed by Flying Wild Hog. Studio behind Shadow Warrior. It's coming out 2022. This is basically... Uh, Fucking Ghost of Tsushima black and white cinematic mode, but <laughs> side to side. Ah, this looked really cool, um, and I'm excited for it. What do you guys think? It looks pretty sweet. I mean, I, I'm really digging the amount of like uh, old school samurai movie influences in modern day entertainment with like the new Star Wars short and Ghost of Tsushima and... I've just kind of seen it here and there, and it's it's kind of see, it's nice seeing this little resurgence. Yeah, it looks, you know, for what it is, it actually looks pretty cool. But I'm not a big fan of uh, side scrolling, like side view type fucking game experiences. Um, so I'm not super excited about it. I think if I wanted a samurai experience like this, specifically if I wanted one in black and white, where I could listen and have it in Japanese, I would, I'm just going to go play Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Same. and experience that. Um, but for fans of the side scroll, and if you don't like open world, this is the game. Trek to Yomi. Honest- Honestly, um, I haven't seen a whole lot of side scrolling like hack and slash like we're seeing. I don't even know if it's hack and slash, but like there's combat. With a lot mm-hmm. of side scrolling, it's usually like platformers or usually like the movement is what it's all about. But there's a lot of combat from what it seems. Yeah. So, I mean, if the combat's good enough, then I might give it a go. But like just based off the samurai aesthetic alone, I probably won't because that's usually where I just play uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Well, right. Yeah. Because I think that that kind of like does it so well that I may as well just play that rather than this. Yeah, and I will say that I I guess I want to take back or I said I'm we're using the term side scroller. I don't know that's not really accurate here because there are like there is like a depth in the field of vision that you can move within. Um, so it doesn't necessarily feel like oh like a classic side scrolling type game, and it looks like there is like pretty nice cinematic cutscenes going on um and looks like there's some some moments where you are like running uh kind of like back and forth you know within the field of field of view not necessarily side to side if that makes sense hell yeah next up sea of stars 
coming out 2022 for the Switch and PC, developed by Sabotage Studios, the studio behind The Messenger. I'm fucking hyped for this. Uh, I just got done playing Eastward on my Switch. I fucking love me some intricate, amazing, detailed fucking pixel art. And Sea of Stars looks like it's going to deliver that in heavy helpings. Uh, it's turn-based, uh, whereas Eastward was not turn-based. Uh, Is this so, by yeah. the same people that made Eastward? No, okay. it's not. Eastward's just, it reminded me of Eastward just because that's the most recent uh, indie Switch title I played that had like a lot of pixel art and a lot of amazing like music and was surprisingly really long and in-depth. And this trailer was reminding me of that a lot because there was like all these variety of like settings and sceneries and situations the characters were going through uh that looked really cool i thought this game's art looked fucking gorgeous and i'm i'm always a sucker for like some big indie rpg that i can just sink tons and tons of hours into dude eastward i really recommend man it's like a 50 hour campaign oh hell yeah i would I'd love has, to check it out has side quests and everything um this kind of this is gonna sound weird, but this the art reminds me of like Chrono Trigger, mixed with Scott Pilgrim the Scott Pilgrim game where it's like cartoony. You guys get yeah. that at all? <laughs> no, I saw like there was something about Chrono Trigger that was also in the, reminding me of this game. Um, but I think maybe it was the music. Maybe yeah. Um, speaking, you were talking about, um, how you love indie games that have that, uh, pixel art style and really good music. This doesn't, this isn't like a super long game, but have you ever played Katana Zero? No. Dude, if you have a Switch or wherever you can play Katana Zero, I would highly recommend it. It's like Hotline Miami, except you're a samurai and it has really good music. And I, I literally couldn't recommend it enough. It is so good. Word. Oh yeah, what was and, that game and called? And it's also like uh, Katana Zero. Katana Zero. And it's also a really good game that if you like, if you get good at it enough, you can definitely beat it in like a night. But like, it, it takes some time to master for sure. Oh yeah. Well, that was Sea of Stars. If anyone wanted to look up that trailer, it looks really cool, really beautiful. Um, I'm excited for it coming out for Switch and PC. Next up, last on a list of things gaming related that I wanted to talk about is the analog pocket recently came out uh this is like a modern day game boy color at least that's kind of the shape but it can also play game boy advance games and it's compatible with adapters for other types of uh, cartridges um this is going to come at the cost of 199 uh I, I thought this was really cool like it it's weird it's like it's really cool and i want one but then at the same time I'm like okay i don't have that much nostalgia for the for the game boy um color I do have a lot of nostalgia for the Advance and the SP. Um, yeah. But every time I go back to play one of those games, I'm like, fucking, these games are so hard. Uh, <laughs> and not that enjoyable either. Like, there's like we have come so far from those days, right? Like, I look back on, on those games. I love them. I look back on them fondly. But games have improved so much since then. Um, yeah, the fucking, where, like, just yeah. the lack of, like, save points and stuff. They're like, oh... You you want to play like a fifty hour game? How about two save points? Fucking good luck, chump. Okay, well one thing <laughs> that I liked about the analog pocket is you can put it into a save state at any point, and you just push a button and it'll save state that right there in the game. So you don't have to worry about save points, which I thought that was is pretty cool. huge. Yeah. Um. 
So yeah, that I mean that's that's cool, but yeah, just like for a one ninety nine buy in, um, I'm glad that it costs one ninety nine. You know, because I I mean that at least to me says that it's really high quality. Like it's it looks it looks like it's really nice. Like it looks like it, it was highly it was made high quality. Um, and I want one. I just don't think that I have. You know, I don't have any Game Boy cartridges lying around i don't want to start buying them they're going up in price like i went to the retro games uh, reset games and the fucking broken game boy color was sitting there selling for a hundred dollars and like Jesus as i was Christ. looking at it a kid came in and asked his dad to buy it for him and i my friend works there and i was like oh so like are game boys and stuff like starting to sell a lot and he's like yeah through youtube and stuff game boy uh game boy colors game boy advances game boy sps like, are starting to get really popular again and those cartridges are going up in price, like more so than they were when they first came out. And, and it's really cool. Like, I, I think that's cool that like those old systems are getting love, you know, and they're retro or whatever. And they were a part of my childhood. And like, you know, that's it's all cool. I just don't feel uh, the desire to hop in that ring with those collectors and those uh, gamers, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, this is probably one of those things where if you don't have already have a huge collection of Game Boy games, then there's probably really no reason to drop that 199 on the on the console. Yeah, you can also yeah. just emulate any of these games. True. Easily. Yeah. Easily. On your phone, on your computer. We don't recommend illegal activities in this podcast. Moving Nor do we forward. recommend dropping uh, names of people who are involved in illegal activities. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Next up, Demon, Demon Slayer Season 2 has been starting up. Not just We're past the train arc. We are now in the Entertainment District arc. I think there's like two and a half episodes out. Hell uh, yeah, baby. Really enjoying this so far. How you, what, you guys been watching it? No. Yeah. Uh, no it's pretty good. Pretty dang good. Um, they're, they're like... <laughs> they're like brothel workers or something in the in the entertainment district of Japan. It's pretty sick. Uh as as Demon Slayer does, it's kind of like taking its time before it gets to the real fucking balls to the wall action. And right. I think that's that's good. Uh when when I watch an anime at this like uh weekly pace, like this kind of storytelling is excruciating for me because i'm just like i just want to get to like the good shit i don't like like this is fine and like i understand why it's necessary but like when i end the 20 minutes of my watching time on just like them doing brothel stuff i'm like oh come on i want to see more of what uh the, the demon boss is doing and stuff yeah i mean you gotta eat your fucking vegetables before you get your dessert cameron that is so true. I'm just I'm just a little <laughs> pig man that wants only dessert. <laughs> if you want only dessert, I recommend going and watching God of High School. Yeah. No, I like that is the I, only The thing is show. is that like I I hate that as a show. Like I I just want to be able to have my full meal all at once. Like I don't want to just <laughs> like I like my my veggies as long as I can still watch my dessert eventually. Like I don't like that it's not all out. It, one it spoon of ice cream it. in the mouth with one screen of green beans in the mouth. Wow. <laughs> the optimal way to eat dessert. Gotta have it all. Gotta yeah. have it all. 
You ever oh, find yeah. me in a Baskin Robbins without just a bucket of green beans? <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Well, hell yeah. Uh, I'm sure that we'll continue to have more and more thoughts on this as the season unfolds. We are also, you know, like a few weeks away from Attack on Titan season starting up, which is hype. Oh, um, shit. That is very hype. I went to I fucking... What were you going to say, Alex? Oh, I'm excited to see. I mean, that look, Attack on Titan is the only manga that I've ever, like, taken the time to uh, read and fucking go and, like, look it up. Um, and I read the fucking shit out of it. I, like, crushed the whole manga. Uh, so now I'm just, like, really excited to see how they're going to animate what went down. <laughs> Dude, I think the animation looks so good. Like, I'm so impressed with how they've translated it like yeah yeah it, it, i think it's one of the few animes where like you could read the manga and still get a lot out of watching the anime even knowing what's gonna like how the plot's gonna play out yeah because the animation looks so good i i agree i've fucking i've i've loved i've loved all of it even though um uh, what they like switched animation studios or whatever for the fourth season mm-hmm. um right i've st- i've still like I still thought the animation was sick. Um, yeah, fucking enjoyed it very thoroughly all the way through, and I agree with you 100%. The animation and the translation from manga to the anime is fantastic. Like really fucking well done. Dude, I uh, oh, on the topic on topic of manga, I might derail this, but on the topic of manga, I went to Barnes and Noble the other day, trying to fucking buy the first three issues of Chainsaw Man. They were entirely sold out. <laughs> And oh, so then no. I went on Amazon and, or no, I went on Barnes and Noble's website and they were like, oh, if you spend uh, 50 bucks, you get free shipping. I was like, okay. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, I guess I'll add five of these volumes to my cart. So I add five <laughs> volumes. I add five volumes to my cart and it's like, oh, 15% off coupon. I was like, okay, I guess I'll apply that. And then that brought me under $15 so like, or $50. So I guess I have to add two or three more <laughs> volumes to my cart. So then I have like eight. Eight fucking chainsaw volumes in my cart. Granted, there's only 13 right now. He's writing the second half. It's not out yet. So I have like eight of them in my cart. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at my cart and it's like half of them or two of them were Nook volume only that they don't, they just don't have the physical edition fully sold out. And I'm like, I don't want fucking, uh, I don't want to read them on a Nook. I don't own a Nook. Like, I don't want, like, why would I want two in the middle? Digital oh, edition. but I bet they sell Nooks as well, Kelton. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then that, like another couple of them, they wanted me to go pick up at the store instead of shipping to me. And then I was like, "Fuck this!" So then I went on Amazon. That was a fucking nightmare. But I am in the process <laughs> of getting my hands on fucking Chainsaw Man manga because I've heard very, very good things about it. I'm yeah, very I've heard excited. literally nothing but great things. Yeah, um, Alex. Yeah. On on the note of like, uh, manga series that have translated well to anime. Uh, the inverse of that, probably the most notorious one, would be Berserk, where the anime is terrible and the manga is great. And if you're in the market for good manga, I'd highly recommend reading Berserk. Thank you. I will keep yeah. that in mind. Hell yeah. yeah. The I only thing enjoy, to, that I, I would say Berserk, is... Though. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. The, I, uh, oh, the, like, the films? The anime. Like Oh, the, like, the old anime? Yeah, the original anime. I've never seen that. I've only I've only heard uh, people talk shit about the fucking like films. Yeah, I was. I mean, I looked into it because you know, Berserk is pretty notorious. Um, right. So I was like trying to 
you know, figure out what's the best way to experience any of the animated versions and every little bit of information I found and every page I went to was just like filled with people being like, yo, the movies suck ass. Don't watch the movies. Just go watch the original anime and fucking keep it at that. <laughs> I was like, okay. So that's what I did. <laughs> I went back and watched uh, the original anime. I think it's like 20 something episodes or so. Hell yeah. Maybe I need to check that out. Yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, oh my God. This, the fuck, do you know the, the theme music though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the Guts the guts theme song. Dude. It's fucking epic. It's really good. Um, Goddamn. I have, like, flashbacks of this content creator from World of Warcraft using that music in their videos. It's fucking hilarious. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, that... so, that's such, a, like, an extremely <laughs> epic uh, piece of music to add to World of Warcraft. <laughs> he, well, he was using it for a video where he was talking about his favorite class getting nerfed. <laughs> like, <it. laughs> so he was like my this the class is becoming unplayable and he's just got the guts theme playing in the background <laughs> it's fucking great sounds cinematic it's, it really is his name is Savix <laughs> he's a fucking meme lord bro um, hell yeah but yeah berserk good shit I definitely recommend checking out the anime and I appreciate the recommendation on the manga next time I'm feeling manga-ish that's what I'll yeah, look for. Yeah, if, if you got a hankering for some manga, manga. I would highly recommend check it out. Check it <laughs> out. <laughs> On the topic of both manga, anime, we have movie coming out next year, Bubble by Netflix. You know, being produced by Netflix. It's also being animated by Wit Studio, the studio behind Attack on Titan seasons one through three, Vinland Saga, and The Great Pretender. Uh, the story is gonna. Here's a Those summer. are a lot of really good shows. Dude, also, some voice of Aaron Yeager and like the character design behind like, was it like fucking Death Note or something? There's like some crazy big fucking names involved in Bubble. Netflix has assembled a fucking squad. Uh, Bubble is going to be about one day a mysterious bubble, mysterious one day mysterious bubbles that break the laws of gravity, rain down, and completely seal off Tokyo from the outside world. The city has now become a playground for young people who lost their families, with the capital being turned into a battlefield where parkour teams fight for territory. That sounds fucking nuts. Uh, that sounds really sick. <laughs> yeah, wow. and the, the, the fucking trailer for Bubble looks really cool. Um, the animation just bonkers. Uh, oh. uh, clearly movie level. Whoa! I was... Yeah, the parkour looked awesome, and like it's like usually apocalyptic worlds are like really dark and gray, and the color palette's really kind of bleh. But it was like beautiful, and there's so much color in it. And it was really exciting to see. Have you guys seen The Great Pretender? Yeah, dude. Dude, I was kind of spaced out. I didn't realize that The Great Pretender was on this lineup of what they were also responsible for. Holy right. fuck, man! Like I. I'm st- I'm a- I was already holy fuck because Attack on Titan, um, and I've heard great things about Vinland Saga. I haven't seen it myself, but fucking The Great Pretender, maybe one of my favorite like animations, like it like such beautiful animation. There's so many like fucking gorgeous colors and the way that they animate things and the way that they do lighting in The Great Pretender is so like unique and fucking pretty. Like it like it's I fucking love it, dude. So. Damn, like these three things all fucking just coming together, like, what the fuck? That's yeah. That's yeah. Wit Studio is really good, real 
cool things under their, uh, their belt. That's, I didn't even realize that, that Attack on Titan and Great Pretender were linked like that. Yep. That's fucking really cool, man. That's super cool. Well, Bubble, yeah. Bubble's definitely on the fucking radar then. So for anyone out there who's a fan of these, Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, Great Pretender, this shit looks sick as hell. Go watch the trailer. Also, go watch the trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm actually excited for this. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't. Every time I ask anyone, like literally fucking anyone, no one's really seen or cares about the Fantastic Beasts films. <laughs> um, I still want to watch them. I, I, I do want to watch them. They look fucking sick. They are they are surprisingly good. Like the first one was like a cool. It felt like a one off. It was like kind of comedic or whatever. It was kind of cool to see the American side of the magic world. Yeah. Uh, but especially with the second one, uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald, it was like, oh man, there's actually something really cool and special here. At least that's how I felt. Uh, I didn't realize it was directed by David Yates, who's the guy who did Harry Potter five, six, seven, one and two, and then uh, Fantastic Beasts one and two as well. Nice. But yeah, this comes out April 15th next year. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to learn more about Dumbledore and like the last movie left off on a really fucking crazy cliffhanger where this guy like casts a spell and he's so fucking powerful that it collapses half of a giant mountain. It's like huh. nuts. Yeah, you're like, holy Damn. fuck. Yeah. Um, Sick. And I also, as, as, a, oh, as a Slytherin, it is cool that Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, kind of show a Slytherin be a hero, though, because a lot of times the movies kind of, uh, I don't know, shoehorn them into the villain role. Yeah, they're all fucking and dickheads. They only show them in the villain role, right? It's like, yeah, all dick, all dickheads are usually in Slytherin, but there's also, you know, heroes can come out of Slytherin as well, and that was cool. Nice. Dude. So it's always kind of just been like the evil house, or just like. Yeah. If you're yeah. a bad person, looks like you're going to Slytherin. Represented exactly. by Snape, like. Yeah, and all all the fucking, they're like, oh yeah, Gryffindor's like proud, heroic, intelligent people. Hufflepuff is like modest and meek, uh, side <laughs> characters, and uh, and then Slytherin's <laughs> just Cedric. like, yeah, just shitty, cunning backstabbers. That's all that Slytherin gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Dude, drumroll, the fucking final, the finale of the whole fucking goddamn episode, the moment we've all been waiting for. Well, we still got a game to play movie, after dude. this. Got a game to play after this. That's, but... no, that's nothing in comparison to what this is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put this movie in here. I was I was so delighted when I was watching the trailer because I was like, oh, I can't wait to show Alex this. Um, <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent coming out next year april 22nd this movie stars nicholas cage playing himself and the plot is this nicholas cage begrudgingly accepts a one million dollar offer to attend the birthday party of a billionaire superfan when things take a wild turn nick is forced to become a version of some of his most iconic and beloved characters in order to extricate his wife and daughter from the fan who is a notorious drug lord um and then like in the cast for this movie um it says like Nicholas Cage is playing himself, but also like he's playing here. Let me, I don't want to say this. I don't want to misquote. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage is Nick Cage, a fictionalized version of, version of himself. Also as Nicky, a figment of Cage's imagination resembles a younger version of himself. Um, so he's going to be like playing also a younger version of himself inside his own mind. Okay. Oh, uh, so yeah, this sounds like a movie where Nicholas Cage is going to be allowed to just go as wild as he wants it's just a heavy dose of nick cage <laughs> heavy 
Wow. Finally, a, a, a movie with more than one Nick Cage in it. That's what I've been jonesing for. Yeah, that's what all, all of these the movies with just films. one Nick Cage. They've been <laughs> lacking. <laughs> I was watching this trailer uh, with my partner, and I like was like, "That's the Mandalorian." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, that's the Mandalorian." <laughs> yeah, like, when I first saw his face, I was so shocked. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Good old Pedro Pascal. quality you know for all you nick cage lovers out there this is going to be the one alex on a, on a scale of one to ten uh how psyched are you for this film <sighs> look it, i'm just gonna you know if i can sit if me <laughs> you know kelton if you want to sit down and watch this film with me dude man the, you know me cam you know you're more than welcome you know uh I would this, love that, to. that'll put my excitement for this film at about about a, like a 15 out of 10 uh, I would love to watch Alex watch this film. <laughs> like, not even look at the screen, just look at Alex's face and see his reactions <laughs> to, to what's going on. I can't condone that type of experience. I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with that. Dude, there's this idea that I've been floating around for The Sweet Peaceful for almost a year now. Uh, and it could be applied to that movie, but um, I also kind of wanted to do it for a Christmas special. If we actually end up doing a Christmas special this year, I know we we missed that mark last year. Um, but if we do a Christmas special, I have a I have a really cool idea in store. Hell yeah, yeah. All right, Mister Fucking Secretive Christmas, well, Mister <laughs> Santa. Santa's got secrets. a brand new bag of toys. Fucking. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it or get people to upset. Can't have your toys before you have your fucking milk and cookies. Yeah, also, dude, you can't have your ice cream until you eat your green beans. On the topic of saying? secrets, True. there's another movie trailer I wanted to put in this playlist to talk about, but then it seemed like it would be such a fucking hilarious movie to take Alex to in the theaters without him knowing what's going to happen in the movie and then having him <laughs> experience the movie full fucking fresh without having knowing what he's getting into because I love doing that with Alex. I love when there's just a super fucked up crazy movie and we go in and then at the end we walk out and Alex just has this grumpy, upset look on his face. He's like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucking, I'm, I'm Kelton's experiment. Like he just, he just takes, he just takes me to see how I, see how I, what was that? There is one, sometimes, sometimes I don't know what we're getting into either. Like what was that one movie? Uh, it was like, um. Oh man, sorry to bother you. Holy oh, shit! Oh fuck, is that what it's called? <laughs> oh, the, the like the telecommunicator. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, don't taste spoilers, dude. Fucking chill. <laughs> that movie's nuts. Can't, yeah, Cam, have you seen this movie? Have you seen Sorry to Bother You? That's the the one where he's like a uh, the guy like selling stuff on the telephone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and he has a white voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You seen it? I have not. Sorry, I have not seen ah, it. You should watch it. It's really cool. It's a really cool ending. Interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm. I cannot fucking recommend. Sorry to bother you. To the to the to the to the sweet sweet peas that are the patrons and the guests of this podcast. I cannot recommend this film to you. But I will say, if you want to have a fucked up type of experience, go and watch it. Sorry to bother you. You know, I it was don't... that director's oh. only film. 
This dude, oh, I'm dude, not surprised. Wow, way to come out swinging. You, you want to see what's talk about swinging? Fucking watch this movie. You'll see what's swinging. <laughs> the director oh, identifies vaguely as a phallic. <laughs> oh, all right. It was vaguely phallic. But they get specific well, in the film, so the unbearable no weight. There. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Nicholas Cage, April twenty second. You can go watch it. Hell yeah. Um. Well, boys, are you ready to play the game? Oh, it's so I'm always ready, ready to play a game. I'm ready you to guys. win this game. Yeah, I hope you win. This is we'll this is uh Arthur for all champion. the marbles, right? I got one, so and Alex all, has got one. All the yeah. marbles. All the I'm marbles. I'm not gonna be able to play one. marbles ever again if I lose this. <laughs> oh no, not marbles. <laughs> what will favorite, I do with my time? My favorite pastime. <laughs> We're playing a game of parental advisory, boys. I got five movies. Hell yeah! Start uh, your engine. For those who don't know, first timers. For those who uh, don't know, parental advisory is a game we play on the Sweet Peaceful, uh, where I take five movies off IMDb. On IMDb, every movie has a parental advisory section where parents can go on and write little uh, sentences, little blips for other parents to read uh, to help them uh, decide whether or not the film is suitable for the, their children to watch. So, I took five of these blips and i'm gonna read them down they get more obvious as they go if i did the if i picked them correctly uh that, that doesn't always happen and alex and cam are gonna try to guess what the movie is first movie there is a club scene lots of cleavage also some throughout the movie blade knocked up it's not blade not knocked up either lots of sci-fi violence intense but no blood or gore is evident and if so for a scene or two Total Recall. Nope. Fuck. Okay. Sci-fi clubs. Is it Star Wars? You have to be more specific if you're going to guess a film. Jesus Christ. Is it Star Wars? Is it uh, the one with Jabba? Whatever that one is. You have to be more specific if you're guessing a film. Oh my fucking God. Star Wars Um, Episode 3. Nope. A teenage man is sent flying across the room and he is briefly electrocuted by his attacker. He shrieks in pain as this occurs and smoke can be seen floating from his clothing after the electric stepped leaders surrounding him dissipate. But there are no flames. Is it Return of the Jedi? No. A New Hope. Nope. Three characters are sentenced to death to be executed in a coliseum. Is it uh, episode oh. two? Star Wars episode two. It is Star Wars episode two. Attack of the Clones. <sighs> Let's go. Fuck yeah. A creature is sliced and stabbed with a lightsaber. We see a character dismember its legs and break its neck with the weapon. Blood is visible on the stumps. All right. Next. Really, not a, really not a fan of doing the movie series. The the fucking you're gonna have to be more specific type <laughs> fucking shit. Well, dude. When, That's fucking... I'm not gonna allow one term. One just oh Star Wars twelve different films that that could count for. That's just fucking. We're not no, I'm not. Nets. I'm not saying that you're doing that. I'm saying. I'm saying about like just having fucking series be a be a be a part of the game, bro. Like, it does like, become you're... kind of like a race once we figure out the series. Yeah, we just start just like, like all right, we just start randomly yelling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just part of it, bro. 
part of it. It's all goes. Part of the game. Part, part of the all. game, part baby. Of the game, part of the ship. Part of the doesn't crew. Doesn't help. <laughs> so a lot of the, like most some of the most seen movies are in series, of course. So I try to do that movies I know you guys have seen. One of these I don't know if you guys have seen. But here we go. <laughs> Next movie: A character is slapped and later gut punched brutally when tied up. Uh, The Dark Knight. Nope. Rats. Fight Club. <laughs> nope. A character is impaled by a dart, which in turn paralyzes him. Goodness. Is it Step Up to the Streets? Nope. Is it Bruce Almighty? Nope. Very mild exposure in one scene of the side of buttocks as a large naked man sits in a sauna. And another drug man naked. And another another scene, there are female creatures clothed in see-through garments. Nothing can be seen, but if you look closely, you can see the outline of breasts and buttocks. Oh, buttocks. Fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was impaled. Uh, is it Avatar? Nope. Okay. Fucking impaled, dude. I don't, I don't have any guesses. We see a mostly silhouetted creature that looks like it's composed of various human parts, crawls around on several human arms. We don't see it very well, but it's disturbing. Oh, shit. Fuck. I, this sounds highly familiar. Characters are swallowed by a massive, frightening sandworm. <laughs> is it Dune? It is Dune. No. Score. Split, dude. Next film. <laughs> Briefly shown in fully back naked body, it's hard to miss. What? Can you <laughs> say that again? <laughs> it's just a back? Briefly shown fully back naked body. It's fully hard to back. miss it. Fully back. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we got some like some tuckus in there as well, or is it just like, someone's spine? <laughs> some tuckus. I don't write these. <laughs> okay, fair enough. These were actually all written by Kelton. That's, yeah. that's the twist. Kelton is the sole proprietor of Parental Advisor. I watched all five of these IMDb. films today. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. A woman has Kelton a bit of blood on her chin. Parent. Blood on her chin? Yeah. What the fuck? What are just, these hints? Just randomly, or is there like a marking? I, I don't write these. All right. Next. Hit number three. Blasphemy throughout. A couple uses of fuck, two said, two mouthed, three implied. Swears like shit ass, dick, bitch, damn crap, hell are also said throughout. <laughs> shit ass. Shit ass is a good ass swear word. Shit ass, dick, bitch. <laughs> Shut up, you shit ass, dick, bitch. Dude, Parents you can com- are talking. It's so, it's so fun and easy to just combine any two swear words. <laughs> Start rifling them off. Like maybe Shut damn up, crap you, you, doesn't you work. Fuck cunt. Take that. But shit out of dick bitch. Works shit really well. Dick bitch works <laughs> really well. <laughs> Alright. Uh I'm gonna need that next hint here. Hint number four. <laughs> the main character is seen consuming the content of a Vicodin pill with a potato because he has no other condiment to accompany his meal. Is it train watching? <laughs> Train spotting? Nope. It's a good movie. Hit number five. The ending scene where the main character is blasting off into space is very long and dramatic and can be stressful for some viewers. At one point, he is rendered unconscious by the intense G forces. Is it 
Oh, oh, it's the Martian. I don't know who said that first. <laughs> Alex, you can you can get it. You can have it. I think maybe I heard Alex say the first. I don't know. All right. It's all you, next, sir. Next movie. For a PG-rated movie, the violence is actually pretty heavy. Pocahontas. No. <laughs> Pocahontas 2. Um, <laughs> three boys get in a fight and one boy is choked but not killed. Is it the Sandlot? Um, is it Stand By Me? No. Good movie. A boy whacks a man with a shovel and the man is knocked out. Some blood is shown. Is it Home Alone? No. <laughs> okay. Because that sounds like some Home Alone shit. It does sound like some Home Alone shit. A woman Kevin seduced- McAllister just murdering a man. <laughs> A woman seduces men before murdering them, and she leaves red lipstick stains on her victims. Holes. It is holes. Let's go. Oh, nice. Nice. Kissing Kate Barlow. Last hint, a woman commits commits suicide by putting a venomous lizard to her arm and allowing it to bite her. This may be intense for some viewers. Next movie. This is a movie I don't know if either of you have seen. That movie was PG? Mm -hmm. Holes? Yeah. That is shocking. That is shocking. Yeah, good good old kids movie. First hint, last movie, you guys are tied, so whoever gets this wins. It's painfully obvious that this film was edited down from an R rating to a PG rating. Venom. No. <laughs> Fucking X-Men. No. Charlie Wait, approaches... You... What? Sorry, did you say it was edited down to a PG rating? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. Go ahead. Charlie Charlie approaches Jesse, who he had groped while thinking she was a mirage. She jokingly gasps and covers her breasts with her arms. Ah, oh, Kangaroo Jack. No, <laughs> fuck. No, you you bastard. I was going to say Kangaroo yeah. Jack. I can't believe you guys got this. I am Bolo, oh man. I've seen that movie so many God. times, bro. Well done. Well what? done, Alex. I didn't know that either of you guys have seen it, and you guys are both just champions dude. of Kangaroo Jack. GG, <laughs> I can't believe Jack you were about to get it too, dude. Kangaroo Jack is such a good movie, dude. Oh yeah, my god, it is it's not Jackie a good legs, movie, man. It's Jackie Legs. <laughs> Alright, dude. Last last three hints. Numerous ve- vehicular accidents with massive damage that in real life would probably result in fatalities. They're treated as funny. Some strong scenes with fighting with little blood and guns. Shots are fired at people, knives are held to person's throats and death threats. Jerry and Luis accidentally hit a kangaroo with their vehicle and appear to have killed it as Luis or Lewis, then decides to dress it in his jacket. The scene turns humorous as we see the kangaroo is not dead, but rather hops off with their money. So, when I read that this was originally an R-rated film, I decided to, like, look into that, and it's actually pretty interesting, man. Like, like here, I'm going to read this off, actually. Initially, the film was titled Down and Under and was shot as a mob comedy in the style of Midnight Run. Uh, the film was shot in Australia, Originally included cursing, sex, violence, and one scene, only one scene with the kangaroo. However, when the film producers saw the first rough cut, they realized it wasn't working as expected. Um, but they had the only positive response was the kangaroo scene in the test screenings. So they decided to just change the whole fucking movie and f- change it from a dark mafia comedy to a family-friendly animal picture. Uh, <laughs> so the guy who voiced uh. Kangaroo Jack wasn't even credited. Oh really? Yeah, it's not even in the credits. I think 
I think he only talks like he says like pr- one probably thing. less than two minutes. Yeah, it's on the <laughs> cover only of the has, film. Like, handful of lines, dude. In all the trailers, he would be talking, and so I thought it was like, and it's a kids' movie, so I thought it was like he was gonna be like a talking character the entire time, <clears throat> nah. and he talks for like one hallucination scene. Yeah, when when a character gets like hit in the head or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he's just a regular kangaroo for the rest of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> so they they catfished my seven year old ass. <laughs> yeah, but it's sure. a it's a masterpiece regardless. You know. It, yeah, it it was fantastic. Honestly, yeah. honestly, like I think I think the idea is fun. Like, like kangaroo <laughs> is wearing a jacket filled with like a fuck ton of money, and like the mob and these like ragtag crew of weirdos are after it. Yeah, the fucking most random ass like, <laughs> like what are they even doing there, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how the fuck do they get in that they situation? Like, they go from like fucking selling TVs or something. I don't even know what they're doing back in like Brooklyn or something. Like, it's like literally, you're like, what is going on, man? How are they? So literally, alive? like chasing a kangaroo in the outback. <laughs> yeah, learning how to <laughs> well, use, like, learning how to use fucking Australian fucking bolo like weird <laughs> weaponry, dude. It's dude, it's a whole thing, man. He's like groping boobs that he thinks are fucking hallucinatory dude it's a whole ass right. experience well, could not for, recommend it enough guys thanks for joining us cam it's always a pleasure to have you on always uh, a yeah, pleasure always a pleasure even if you have to record in your car <laughs> yeah cam is hey, actually coming uh, to us live from the field right now yeah, cam's going to be great my, my to parking be lot the guest in this episode you gotta do what you gotta do to uh, be on the one of the best podcasts out there, guys. Second only <laughs> to the Trash Cat, where you Second guys can find me. Again, go check out the Trash Cat, Cam's homeland. Trash uh, Cat. The Trash Cat. The Trash Cat. Hell yeah! Thanks for coming, sweet peas. Y'all have a good week. Stay sweet. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.